Hello, and welcome to our weekly message. In today's message, guest speaker Jaron Thomas shares on behalf of our denomination how and what God is doing around the world. This week's message is titled Making Christ Known to the Nations, from Romans 15, verses 17 to 22. Thank you, Pastor Myron, for the kind words of introduction, and what a joy it is for me to be here with you to share God's Word uh, this morning. Uh, for those of you um, don't know, maybe uh, you haven't seen me before, as um, Pastor Diane and Pastor Myra mentioned, I am part of the Harvest Hills family, part of each one of you. Um, we've been worshiping the Lord together with you for the last one and a half years. Uh, I praise God for Pastor Myron and Grace and their commitment to serve God's people here at Harvest Hills. As a student of homiletics and hermeneutics myself, I believe Pastor Myron is one of the best preachers that we have in our district. We praise God for you, and uh, we are truly blessed by your ministry and leadership and your faithful commitment to share God's word and to minister to each one of us. I also want to thank the entire pastoral team and staff for your passion for God's kingdom and your ministry among us. And Pastor Diane, this is your last Sunday. Thank you for investing into our children, especially our children, Jaden and Hosanna. Uh, they've been thoroughly blessed by your ministry in their lives. Um, my name is Jaren Thomas. Uh, I'm married to Nissi. We're blessed with two children, Jaden and Hosanna, and I serve as the global mission catalyst with the Western Canadian District of the Alliance. I was born in the southern state uh, of India called Kerala, um, and, but I was raised in Kuwait. My dad was pastoring a church in Kuwait for many years, so most of my teenage years is spent in Kuwait. As a family, we served in North India for six years, uh, four years in the Arabian Gulf before coming to Toronto to pastor a church in 2015. We moved to Calgary right before COVID arrived um, to take up this new role at our district. I bring greetings from our district superintendent, Reverend Brent Trask, and the entire district leadership team. We are a family of 140 congregations spread all across Alberta and Northern Territories. We are also part of a larger family of over 440 churches all across Canada. We worship the Lord in different languages, languages like Arabic, Punjabi, Tigrina, Vietnamese, Spanish, Mandarin, Cantonese, and also in English. Aren't you excited to be part of a movement that God started around 130 years ago, which is still burning bright and impacting the globe for Jesus? We are grateful for your partnership in advancing the gospel through our global ministries. Thank you for praying and supporting our international workers through the Global Advance Fund. Your faithful and sacrificial giving helps them to take the hope and love of Jesus to uttermost parts of the world. Especially during the pandemic, um, your helping hand with huge support to our international workers. I know very well that you deeply love, Harvest Hills Alliance Church deeply love and care for our international workers. So I want to thank you. Thank you for being a blessing to the nations. As Alliance, there is one prayer that binds all of us together. And that's our national vision prayer. We see that on our foyer every Sunday. I see it, and it's a powerful prayer. And those of you who know that prayer can join with me as I lead in prayer, or it's up on the screen. This is how it goes. 
Oh God, with all our hearts, we long for you. Come, transform us to be Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, and mission-focused people, multiplying disciples everywhere. Christianity came to India in AD 52 through Apostle Thomas. He came to the province in which I was born. Tradition and family history say my forefathers became followers of Jesus through the ministry of Apostle Thomas. Later, Apostle Thomas was speared to death by anti-Christians uh, in India. He was not the last one to lay down his life for Jesus in India. Thousands and thousands have given their life to Jesus in India over the last many centuries. It is Tertullian who said, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Today, in the midst of persecutions and struggles and pain, thousands are coming to the Lord in India. Local indigenous churches are growing exponentially. Did you know that we have an IW couple from Calgary with, along with their three children serve in India, closely partnering and working with the indigenous organizations um, in South Asia? South Asia has the largest unreached people groups in the world, and we believe in the coming days we will get to see one of the greatest evangelistic movements in history. We believe in disciples who make other disciples. And when we hear 50,000 churches by 2030, we'll think, what, 50,000? We're not talking about churches like Harvest Hills Alliance Church. You're talking about small house churches that comprises of 12 to 15 members and these 12 to 15 members go and plant another 12 to 15 churches. And the organization that we partner in South Asia, they have already into 30,000 churches. And churches are exploding in these most unreached, difficult parts of the world. So it is not just for the select few on the other side of the globe, but we believe we can make disciples who make other disciples if we remain Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, and mission-focused people. I know a man in the New Testament who was driven by a similar passion. Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 15, verse 20, he says, It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known, so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. This has been the burning passion of Alliance from the very beginning. Christian and Missionary Alliance founder A.B. Simpson's ministry to the new immigrants who were coming to the shores of New York caused him to wonder about the unreached masses throughout the world. And this helped them to develop uh, a burden for worldwide evangelism. When we look at the above two verses in Romans chapter 15, verses 17 through 19, we see Paul lived a Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, and mission-focused life. This resulted in him reaching the unreached with the love of God. These three important aspects of the life of Paul equally applies to each one of us. First, we are called to be Christ-centered in our life and ministry. Romans chapter 15, verses 17 and 18, Paul says, Therefore I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God. I will not venture to speak anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done. Here Paul is acknowledging that all that he has done is in the strength of Jesus Christ. 
it is through his union with Jesus Christ that he was able to minister to others. Paul was an instrument, but Christ was the force that produced the results. If we are serious about reaching the unreached, we need to be Christ-centered right here in Calgary. It is no longer that I lives, Paul says, but Christ lives in me. Death to self and life in Christ. The more I die, the more Christ lives in me. Apostle John says, he must increase and I must decrease. The more Jaren is invisible, the more people can see Christ in and through me. Is your life centered on Jesus? Is your focus on Jesus? Is your life anchored on Jesus alone? Let our life and ministry simply be an outflow of our perfect union in Him. Apart from Him, we can do nothing. Jesus makes it very clear in John chapter 15. At the same time, with Him, nothing is impossible. He is inviting each one of us to abide in Him. Remain in me. Jesus is inviting us to stay connected to Him so that we will produce fruits. We don't, have to, we don't need to have extra fittings and we don't need to flex our muscles. All we need to do is to yield and connect to the wine. The branch will produce fruits. Oh, apart from him, we can do nothing. But you might say, oh yeah, we can do a lot of things with our intellect and programs and education. Yeah, we can do a lot of things. But Jesus makes it very clear, it amounts to nothing. It amounts to nothing. But with him... Yes, supernatural things can happen. Jesus is inviting us to focus our attention on him, to stay connected to him. Yes, a Christ-centered life. Secondly, we are called to operate under the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to be spirit-empowered. Verse 19, first part, Paul says, It is by the power of signs and wonders through the power of the Spirit of God. Authentic gospel ministry depends on the power of the Holy Spirit to accomplish God's work. The first sermon A.B. Simpson preached in New York City was from Acts chapter 1 verse 8. That message was all about our need for the power of the Holy Spirit to reach the nations. He knew that this new assignment in New York City would not work if he tried to do it in his own strength. Brothers and sisters, let us be extremely clear about this. If we really want to see spiritually dead people come to life, it has to be the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. Doing ministry in our strength and our power is depleting and dangerous. A.B. Simpson rightly said, Have we forgotten that there is a Holy Ghost that we must insist upon walking on crutches when we can fly? Ooh, how many of us, how many times we have felt being drained. Oh, I have tried everything. I've been praying for my neighbors. Oh, I've been talking to my colleague for so many years. We do everything in our strength. And we may not see results. But when we allow the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit to take control of our lives, for Him to, for him to engage in our neighbors and the nations that are here in Canada, lives can be transformed. We have no idea how much Jesus longs to fill each one of us with his power to accomplish the things that we cannot do it in our strength. All we got to do is 
to yield. How many of us would long for His Spirit to accomplish His mission through our lives? Maybe instead of asking for Him, for us to have more of Him, we should pray, God, have more of me. There are still areas in Jaren's life that are not fully surrendered to the Holy Spirit. There are still areas that I, I want to hold it to myself. I don't want to release it. I don't want to let it go. Maybe out of fear, insecurity. But can we invite the Holy Spirit this morning? Have all of me. How many of us would take time to listen to him every step of the way? We have nations here, especially people from um, honor, shame, culture, people from other parts of the world. When, they, when you are in a relationship with them, they might say, would you pray for me? Because generally people from South Asia and other people are religious. And when they ask or when they share their concerns and when they ask you to pray, don't wait to go home and pray for them. Pray right then and there. Allow the Holy Ghost to touch them, to do the supernatural work. Paul saw that in his ministry through signs and wonders and miracles. Pray for them. God will have his way. Oh, we need to be spirit-empowered. Yes, programs and systems and organizations are good. That is to serve in what God wants us to do. But let us also give a listening ear for the anointing, for the direction of the Holy Spirit. Finally, we are called to focus on God's mission. We need to be mission-focused. Verse 19, second part, Paul says, So from Jerusalem all the, world, all the way around Illyricum, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Jesus Christ. Literally, it would read, I have brought to completion the gospel, which began by other apostles in Jerusalem. It simply means that he has completed the purpose for which he was called into. Paul was completely focused on God's mission. It was Bob Pierce, the founder of World Vision, who prayed, Let my heart be broken with things that break God's heart. What breaks our heart today? Is it all about me, our family? The Spirit of the Lord is reminding again and again that it is not all about us. Oh, I pray that our hearts would be broken for the nations that are here in Canada, in our neighborhood, on our streets. Did you know that by 2023, Canada aims to welcome more than 1.23 million new permanent residents? If you didn't know, right now there are over 165 unreached people groups in Canada, which means that 165 plus groups of people here in Canada, from places that are close to the gospel, here living among us in our cities, in our backyards. In the coming days, our neighborhoods are going to look very different if it's not already different and looking um, more vibrant and colorful. Did you know that Canada is the third best country in the world for international students? There are currently 388,000 international students enrolled in higher education in Canada. In the last five years, there is a 69, nearly 70% increase in international students. And I personally know so many international students from India waiting to board their plane to come to Canada. India is the country with the most international students in Canada, totaling over 180,000 students. But this is the shocking fact 90% of these 
international students come to study in Canada will never enter a Canadian home. They want to learn the culture. They want to know about Canada. They want to know about Christmas, the celebrations that you have, Thanksgiving. But they have no opportunity to, to know and learn that firsthand. We closely partner with an organization called Friendship Program. They're part of the Power to Change here at the University of Calgary. Rekindle.tv is part of the Western Canadian District here. And uh, we partner with the Friendship Program, inviting Canadian homes to host an international student. So all we need to do is to go to friendshipprogram.com if the Lord is inspiring your heart to, to host an international student, to invite them home for a couple of meals in a year, and to fellowship with you, to get to know you. And I believe that will leave a lasting impact on their lives. Um, as a teenager, I grew up hearing the impact of Brother Bhakta Singh's ministry in India. He was one of the leading evangelists and the Bible teacher uh, in India. And he's also known as the father of indigenous church movements in India. The indigenous church planting movement that he started so more than 10,000 churches planted during his 70 years of ministry. Did you know that Bhakta Singh was a Sikh international student in Canada at the University of Manitoba in the early 1930s? He was captivated by the love of Jesus and became a passionate follower of Jesus. That started with his fellowship and friendship with a Canadian family in Manitoba. There are thousands of Sings coming to Canada for higher studies. In the University of Calgary alone, there are 7,000, more than 7,000 international students. And I was told by the Friendship Program Director, um, Kelly Johnson, that nearly 100 international students are waiting to connect with the Canadian family. They have registered through their program looking to connect and make friends with the international family. Maybe you could make friends with them in the coming days. Um, in fact, 56% of international students come from India, China, and other parts, India and China, 56% of international students. And this is very disturbing to me, this stat. Nearly, I think, 87% of non-Christians, that's Hindus, Muslims, and Buddhists say, they never knew a Christian personally. Can you imagine what would have happened if they knew a Christian personally? Yeah, they might know Christians. They have some idea from the media and other places about Christianity, but they don't know a Christian personally. Oh, I hope in the coming days, many Hindus and Muslims and Buddhists would know you personally, know the lover of your soul, know who you are. And I'm sure that the Jesus in you, the hope of glory will leak out of you into the lives of nations that are around you. Yes, while it is important to important and essential to reach the nations here in Canada, it is equally important to take the good news to people outside of Canada. Out of the 7.9 billion people alive in the world today, 3.2 billion of them live in unreached people groups with little or no access to the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are approximately 17,446 unique people groups in the world with 7,400 plus of them considered unreached. That is 41% of the world's population. 
they have never heard the name of Jesus. For example, India, the language that I speak, our mother tongue is Malayalam. This language is not spoken in any other state other than the Kerala, the state that I come from. India alone has over 1,400 languages. Very complex country. India has over 4,000 unreached people groups. Oh, the need is enormous. The harvest is plentiful. The laborers are few. And these 41% of the world population, majority of these people would never reach the West. For example, there are 1.8 billion Muslims in the world today with, and only less than 5% come to the West. 5% of 1.8 billion is a lot of people. The rest are never going to come or they cannot come to, to the West. So we need to go to them. That is why it is still important Yes, God has brought the nations here to us, but it is also important that we go. Maybe this morning God is stirring someone's heart here. Maybe you feel that God is calling you to go to the uttermost parts of the world. Many a times we get flabbergasted by the awesomeness of the task and we do nothing. Let's not fall into the trap. Let us strive to make a difference in someone's life. Paul says, it is my ambition to reach the unreached people with the gospel. If that's our ambition too, then we need to be people who are Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, and mission-focused. I believe the Spirit of the Lord is stirring our hearts this morning, quickening our spirit, nudging us to respond to His call. We could have three responses. The first one is to pray, like Pastor Diane mentioned we can pray for our international workers who are serving in, in Egypt, in the Middle East, in Europe, in Africa, and other parts of the world. We have around 68 international workers from our district alone. And our Harvest Hills Alliance Church family partner closely with many international workers. And you have heard them, you have seen them, they have come up here and shared their heart with you. Thank you for your prayers. Please continue to pray. And would you also pray that God would raise up many more laborers into the harvest field? Jesus commands us in Matthew chapter 9, Pray ye therefore that God would send laborers into the harvest field. Number two is to go. I believe some of you listening to me today, maybe you are online watching. God is calling you to go. Maybe not on the other side of the globe. Maybe God is calling you here in Canada, in Calgary. Would you step out in faith? to make disciples of all nations. It could be reaching the nations here in Canada or abroad. Would you surrender your life to be used wherever and whatever Jesus is calling you to do? Maybe the first step in that process is to get connected to our Harvest Hills Alliance Church family and our missional engagement here. Maybe you want to talk to Steve Harris who, who chairs our mission committee here in Harvest Hills. If you sense that God is calling you to reach the nations outside of Canada, come and talk to one of us. We would love to pray with you, discern with you. Some of you may not be able to catch a plane and go to the other side of the globe, but there are plenty of opportunities here. I want to tell you one opportunity that you have. Maybe you love South Asians, you love Indians. There is, we partner with Power to Change, and they have ministry in South Asia. They have a digital 
uh, mentoring program. So what they have done is even if somebody from South Asia go to the website and say that, oh, I'm depressed, I'm feeling lonely, I'm facing this issue, I have study problems, I have marital issues or domestic violence, they go to the website, oh, I want to commit suicide or whatever. They go to the website and seek for a counselor. Power to Change has narrowed down all that conversation into few websites. One of the websites is mystruggles.in. And when they look for a counselor, they would be connected to mentors who are here in Canada, people like you and I. You can sit here in Coventry Hills and Harvest Hills in your living room and talk to somebody from South Asia, from India. And you can even choose what topics you would like to mentor or counsel or talk. Great opportunity. You don't, even, you don't have to catch a plane. You don't need a visa. You can sit here, share what Jesus means to you. Share about your own journey. That'll touch them. That'll heal them. That'll restore them. What a brilliant opportunity. If you are interested, please come and talk to me. I can connect you to some coaches who will guide you. Simple process. You don't have to be a psychologist, a counselor. They will train you, give you enough resources to get you on board to mentor people from South Asia. Maybe God is calling you to go as a marketplace international worker with your skills and talents. Maybe you're a nurse or a doctor or an engineer or a businessman or a cook or whatever. You have opportunity to go outside of Canada as a marketplace professional and live out gospel in the everyday rhythms of life. Finally, you can give to missions. Thank you, Harvest Hills, for your sacrificial giving. If somebody here is still not engaged in giving to God's mission, maybe you can become a monthly donor to Global Advance Fund to partner with our international workers. Or you can make a one-time gift to our Jaffray project, which helps the ministry to grow in South Asia, which we call it Gateway Project. Pray, go, give. A couple of months ago, I met a Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, and mission-focused person. Her name is Sister Kamal from the Calgary Punjabi Christian Church. She was the first one to follow Jesus from a Sikh Punjabi family. Today, more than 120 members of her family follow Jesus Christ. Not just here in Canada, even back in Punjab in India. God is looking for disciples who make other disciples. Let every eye be closed. Take a moment to look deep into our hearts. Jesus, here I am. He's inviting us to be Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, and mission-focused for His glory, to multiply disciples. If you sense the call from Him this morning to partner with Him, not in your own strength, oh, in our own strength we miserably fail, but with His power, he can do great things through each one of us. Would you surrender your life? Father, I bless your people. I bless every brother, every sister, every young person sitting here. Honor the decision that they have made this morning to respond to your call. Bless them. Fill them with your power. Fall a fresh anointing upon their lives. Spirit of the Lord, living God, give them with new giftings.
Equip them in a supernatural way for the expansion of your kingdom. Lord, we want to thank you for this Harvest Hills Alliance Church family. What a privilege for all of us to come together and listen from you this morning. Lord, expand the boundaries. We pray for the nations that are here around us, all around us. Touch them. Help them to know who you are and experience your love. I bless Pastor Myron and the entire leadership team here. Bless them. We give you praise in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our weekly message. We serve a missionary God, and he calls us to be a part of making his name known throughout the world. We all have a responsibility to share the gospel here locally. We also have the responsibility to share Jesus around the world. Today, Jaron shared many ways that we can be a part of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ in our city, our nation, and around the world. If you are sensing God is calling you to go and reach the unreached, or if you'd like help in getting more involved in God's work here locally, we would love to meet with you and help you discern what God is calling you specifically to be a part of. Please email us at help at hhachurch.com. That's help, H-E-L-P, at H for Harvest, H for Hills, A for Alliance, Church, C-H-U-R-C-H, dot com. And we would love to talk with you and pray with you and help you take the next steps in living in obedience to God. Now these words from Hebrews 13, verses 20 and 21. Now may the God of peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of his sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood. May he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. May God bless you as you go into the remainder of your day to be the hands, feet, and voice of Jesus.